Hey everybody, this is Harriet Kimmock, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today I want to talk with you about something. It's called Show Us Your Power. That's right, we're going to examine from Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 24, we're going to examine how can we see the power. Sometimes, just sometimes, we need a demonstration of power. Why? Because power is effective. Power is not just effective in behind the scenes, but power is also effective in what? It's demonstration. And sometimes when the enemy comes up against you and everything is coming against you, you just need a little power to be shown so that the enemy can back off, right? Right. I know we talk about that and I know in this day and time, we certainly are seeing demonstration of power from others. We're seeing how in our world today, it's not unusual for us to look around and see wars and see other people demonstrating how they have power. So they have the power. They feel that they can do this to others. And we're looking right now at the war in Ukraine and seeing how people are bereft of power. They have no demonstrative ways of showing their power so that someone else will back off and leave them alone. We live in a world today where people are crying out and people need to see, God, show me your power. Where are you, Lord? I need to know that you are backing me up. I need to know that you have this. It could be you, but you might be sitting in a hospital bed. You might just have left the doctor's office and the doctor is saying to you that we think we may have to do a surgery. We think we may have to do a procedure. And you are saying, Lord, I've trusted you. Show me your power. You might, it might be you, or suddenly your family is falling apart. After a marriage of years, the children have gone off to college and suddenly your spouse suddenly says, I don't want this marriage anymore. I don't want to be married anymore. And you are like, what? I have given my life to this family. The best years of my life I have plugged into this family. And you're saying, Lord, what do I do? Show us your power. It could be you on the job. How many of us can relate to working for people and suddenly they tell us they're going to close the business or they're going to eliminate the division or they're just simply going to shut down this operation in your town. And suddenly you're like, I can't believe it. I gave up all my kids recitals. I gave up all the stuff I used to do and suddenly nothing it could just be you looking at what's left of your business. The pandemic came and rang ramshack through all of us. And suddenly we are left with no business. Your business was booming. It was on Main Street. You could take care of yourself, take care of your family. And all of a sudden, there's nothing. So right now, we all need a demonstration. And we're all crying out to God saying, show us your power. So I'm inviting you to join me in this journey as we go through Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 24 and we're going to see where the scripture says that even the writer of Deuteronomy, Moses, asked God to show us his power. We need that in our world today and ladies and gentlemen, my friends, Please understand, it is not a hard thing for us to do. It's not a wrong thing for us to do. The Bible also says in another scripture, it says, not by might nor power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. But there are also times when we need God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but we also need the power to show up 
and to deliver us. It's kind of like you're backed up in a corner. And let me ask you this. If you were backed up in a corner and you needed someone to come and help you, they're coming with their power, aren't they? You want them to come with everything to deliver you. Well, that's where we are. We're backed up in a corner. There are invasions and wars taking place. We don't know if somebody is not going to try to do it on our doorstep. So what are we going to do? We're going to ask God to show us your power. We need your delivering power. We need you to show us how are we going to get out of this mess. Maybe they're trying to come to get your house and you need Power. You need God to show up and show you how he's going to deliver out of this. Because frankly, I don't know about you, but if I'm in that position, I'm wondering where am I going to sleep? Where my kids are going to sleep? Where is my home? So I am asking God to bring his power. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And for more information about who we are and what we do, head on over to HarrietCamac.com. From there, you'll find a link to the ExodusFoundation.com. That's the nonprofit arm through which we help the community. We help women in need in our community. We provide shelter. Yes, we took that on and ask God to show us his power to help us to drive us to motivate us to help us to help others who can't help themselves so I need your help so go on over to harrietcamick.com from there you'll find my books from there you'll find a link to the exodusfoundation.com and you'll see how we're helping others we're helping women to be delivered from human trafficking. We all are familiar with that right now because we're in wartime and we're hearing stories more and more about women and children being taken and being absconded with and being taken away from their families and loved ones. So you might be going to bed at night and wondering what happens to them. Well, when that is all over and everybody needs to be put together, that's what we do at the Exodus Foundation. So thank you so much for helping us. Thank you so much for being a part of our support. Sometimes just drop me a line and say, hey, Harriet, how are you doing? Just say, hey, Harriet, how is it going? I wish you well. I pray your help and I pray that you get the help you need. Sometimes that's all we ask. It's a demonstration of the power of God, letting us know that we're not alone, that God says there are more with us than there are against us. I want to take you in my journey into the scriptures this morning. And it's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 24. And as usual, I read from the New King James Version of the Bible. And you might say, really? And I'm like, yeah, really, because it's easier. <laughs> it's easier for us to, to grapple with the, the syntaxes and the grammar and to make it applicable and translatable so that when it's delivered, we can all nod our heads and say, okay, so I see where this is going. So it's Deuteronomy chapter 3. And I had to reach for my glasses because we're all over 40 and we all need a little help reading large print. Say amen, if you will, right? So it's Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse 40. And in this chapter, uh, this is about King Og of Bashan, right? He had came out against the children of Israel as they were battling in a battle. And of course, if you've ever read the, the Bible, especially the Old Testament, you've heard of the Ites, the Amorites, the Hittites. Those were all powerful people who were strong men and women of war. And so they came against the children of Israel and, and God is speaking and God is trying to talk to his people. Right, And he's trying to tell them that I'm going to help you and, and here's how I'm going to do it. So God is speaking to Joshua 
And the Lord is saying, and I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, your eyes have seen that the Lord your God has done to these two kings, so the Lord will do all to the kingdoms. And then Moses says, Moses is forbidden to enter the promised land because he had disobeyed God, because he was a man of war, right? And then Moses said, then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, You have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? Father, in the name of Jesus, let us be hearers of the word and doers also. I decrease so that you might increase. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight, O Lord my strength, and my Redeemer. The scripture says, O Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. Right now, we need to see the greatness and the mighty hand. But how do we approach him? How do we approach the throne of grace? How do we approach God? What do we say? How do we, what is acceptable? Might be the question some of us might be asking. Accept him like this. Just approach him like this. It's very simple. Just say, Lord, you have shown me some great and mighty things. Here I am standing in the need of prayer. Did not the songwriter say that? Oh, Lord, it's me, oh, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I think we all need to go back to that. We Sometimes we just need to go back to basics and just get simple. Sometimes we've become a little bit too sophisticated for our own selves that we we forget how simple and basic this can be. You don't need a degree to enter in. You don't need a degree to understand this. You just need some basic, you just need you, frankly, to just show up and say, Lord, I don't think I understand what's going on. I don't understand what's going on in my country, wherever your country might be. I don't understand what's even going on in my town. I don't understand what's going on in the city. I don't understand what's going on in the county. I don't understand what's going on in my country. I definitely don't understand what's going on in my world. So Lord, I need you now that you have shown me great and mighty things. So you are asking what great and mighty things. Well, let's think a little bit about that. A generation ago, they overcame hate and they successfully did that by the establishment of bodies like the United Nations and so on. So they overcame that. And here we are today fighting the same enemy. A generation ago, they also overcame viral diseases. They created vaccines that sort of helped most humanity, most of humanity to avoid it. But here comes another drug, another uh, disease that is now threatening the life of humanity. Whether I believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, we have all heard examples and seen of people having died from these things. We have seen examples of climate change. Is that what they call it? Is that what it is? Climate change? Well, how do I explain or how can we possibly explain why there are wildfires? Why someone strikes a match and the fire just burns thousands and thousands of acres? Have we ever thought about the people who live in those areas? What about the farmers whose crops have been destroyed? And then we see floods like we have never seen before. Where people's farms, the other day I was driving to Michigan State University. Michigan State University is 89 miles west of Detroit. Imagine that. So it's like going west, straight through the farmland. There are some places where it's straight through the farmland. 
And for years, driving through there, I used to just, on I-96 West, you would just see on both sides of I-96 West when it becomes just a two-lane highway. It's just farm town, y'all. And you would just see the barns on either side. You'd see the cattle and you'd see the horses. You know, just sort of scenic. It just reminds you that we live in a country that we can feed ourselves. And you would see the corn stalks later on in the summer, you know? And you would just feel like... I don't have to ever worry about us being able to feed ourselves because there it is. But a few weeks ago, I drove through there and where the fields are that there will be crops later is water. And I said to myself, it's planting time. It's spring. So how are the farmers going to plant? No, it's just water in the fields, just the soil so sodden and so wet, it can't hold the crops. Are you hearing me? So you and I are sitting in our homes, right? So we are not farmers. We're not agrarian anymore. We're not agriculturists anymore. But guess what we are? We are people who eat, right? We have to eat. So we're sitting in our homes and we're far removed from that. But the farmers are not. Because they have to say, well, where is my money? How am I going to plant my crops? The end result of it is that there will be less food available because that corn from out of that gets high fructose corn syrup. Out of corn comes a myriad of stuff that we eat. So if it is bad for the farmers, it's going to be bad for us eventually. It's things like this that as we're driving around, we have to ask ourselves, show us your power. We see even in our own lives. Let, let me bring it close to you and I. In our own lives, we see so many of us people, as we get older, we start getting sick. Some Nowadays, it doesn't even seem to, you don't have to be over 40. You don't even have to be 35. You hear somebody developing a lifelong illness or some sort of chronic illness. We drive past hospitals. Have you ever driven past a hospital and wonder about the people in those situations, in those rooms? I know I do. And I'm like, Lord, please heal everybody. In the name of Jesus, I would never want to be one of them. Please, oh God. I remember when my own mother was sick and mom was in the hospital and I used to walk through the halls and I used to pray for the people on my way to seeing my mother so my mother would get out. But unfortunately, that was not the will of God. Mom eventually passed away. But it still struck a chord in me that as we go through our lives, we need to become more aware of what we lack. Many of us are searching for power. I, I, I am a believer that sometimes I think we look for power in the wrong places. We look for power in the wrong context. Power is a drug and power attracts all sorts of things to happen to us. But we want the true power. We want the real power, the kind of power that enlivens all of us, the kind of power that keeps us all together. It doesn't make sense for one group of people to have more power than the other, and then you demonstrate it on others. It seems to me that the best way to have power is to have divine power. That's power we can trust. That's power we can put our hands in. That's power we can say, show us your power. It is interesting to me because we live in a day and time right now where we don't know where to go. We see wars and we're trying to affect all sorts of the politicians are doing what they do to kind of affect solutions to it. And we're all sitting back and saying, is that going to work? Will that work? If it doesn't work, what's next? We look at other people even around us. We go to work and our supervisors have power. Our bosses have power and they use that power indiscriminately sometimes against us. How many of us have to rely on someone else to give you a paycheck? 
and you go to work and they feel like they need to fire you and your paycheck is done and to get a job today takes more time in between that time the bills don't stop coming and you say to yourself did they really have to do that it seems to me that we have power but we use it indiscriminately so as for me i go to god and i ask him to show me his power so lord this is where we come from we say what god is this as the scripture says you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand for what god is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works Lord God, we need your mighty works today. We need your mighty deeds. This show is being recorded at this time when it's Orthodox Easter in the other part of the world. So there are friends in Ukraine and other parts of the world. They're celebrating Orthodox Easter. So for them, they're celebrating the risen Lord. Lord, as you we celebrate the fact that Jesus is risen, we're asking you to show us your power. Show us your mighty deeds. What kind of mighty deeds that you might need today? For you it might be a child who is sick. I will pray for you in the name of Jesus. I look at some of us today and I think of all the needs that we have that we bring before God. I think of all the stuff that we need. We live in neighborhoods some of us where there is gun warfare, where their violence prevails. We look at some of the issues that are happening in our world. We must Ask, let us come together, my brothers and sisters. Let us pray that God will show us a demonstration of his power. Right where you are, you might say, but Harriet, how do I even subscribe to this? How do I even get this? It's very simple, right where you are. Just right where you are. You might be sitting in your armchair watching this broadcast. You might be driving down the street listening to this podcast. Wherever you are, it's very simple, my friends. Just ask God to show me your power. Lord, that's what we need. Come on, we're all going to say it right now. We're all going to say, Lord, show us your power. Lord, we need a demonstration of your power. We need to retard the effects of these wildfires that threaten our peace, that threaten our food supply. We need to stop these rains that are coming that are washing out our livelihoods and our homes. We need to stop these bombs and these gun warfare that is threatening our security. Lord, stop this from happening to me so I don't lose my job. Lord, stop this so I don't lose my home. Lord, stop this so I don't lose my marriage. Lord, stop this so I keep my child. Oh God, we need a demonstration of your power. Heal my body. Heal my child. Heal my parent. Heal my husband. Oh God, we need a demonstration of your power. My friends, it's that simple. Let us come together. Let us pray together. Let God be with us. God in us. God with us. God over us. Let us believe God and stand together. Let us touch hands on one another. Let us start by being nice to one another. When you see people in the streets, brothers and sisters, can we just stop? You don't have to say, hey, how you doing? Just say, hey, just look at someone sometimes and 
not an acknowledgement that the person you just saw is a human being. Just look at someone sometimes and just smile and keep it moving. You're driving down the street. You get to an intersection. Instead of speeding through and cutting off everybody, just stop and let the next person go. You might be in the grocery store and you see somebody struggling. Just help them pick something off a shelf. Help them pick something up off the ground. Just be nice to one another. That's a demonstration of the power of God. Far be it from me to say that I know God, I love God, but I look at you and walk right past you. This is why we set up the Exodus Foundation. Yes, we set it up to provide help to women who can't help themselves. Why? Because far be it from me to come and tell you that I love you and I love God, but I don't try to do anything to help those who are in need. Amen? Amen. It behooves all of us then. If you want to see a demonstration of power and a demonstration of what God can do, well, why don't we start by being nice to one another? So you might be the boss. You're thinking that I need to cut this person's job because I need to make more money because it will look good on my bottom line. Maybe you go to work tomorrow and instead of firing someone, you keep the job. You go to your board of directors and say, without people, we can't do anything. Maybe it is your turn as a supervisor to fire somebody at a cosmetic counter tomorrow. Maybe it's your turn to say, well, I can't keep people. You're paying them $15 an hour. You're giving them 30 hours a week, but you can't keep them because it would be more money coming into your coffers. We just need to be nicer to people. My friends, you go to the gas pump, inflation is high. But what is the cost? Democracy. What is the cost? Freedom. We're showing love one to another. When we stand at the gas pump sometimes, just look around you. If somebody is struggling, just say, hey, can I get that for you? Just pay it forward. You go to buy coffee and somebody is looking for coins and looking for all the little silver they can get and all the cash. Just say, hey, can I get that for you? It's on me. You might be standing at the grocery store and you see a single parent trying to buy something or you see a woman with children and everybody's just running. Recently that happened. I saw I was somewhere and I saw a mother overwhelmed with children. Instead of being judgmental like I normally would have the tendency to be, I just turned around and smiled. So while she was on the phone, while she had everything in her hands, I just turned and smiled and I engaged with the children and distracted them so they stopped running around, so they stopped crying. I just smiled. What does it take? It's free, as my kids would say, it's free 99 all day, every day. Can we just be nicer to one another? That's a sure way of getting God's power to come down here on earth. If we want to see the power of God, let us first show that we're human and we have some power. How am I going to show my power? I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to not cut you off in the parking lot. I'm going to not cut you off at the stop sign. I'm not going to run the red light. I'm not going to fire someone just because I can. I'm not going to scream invectives and harsh words to someone I love. I am going to take my time. Take time for yourself even. Be nicer and kinder to yourself. I know we set really high standards for ourselves all day, every day. And we require so much of ourselves that we impose those same standards on our family members, on our family members. I say it over and over, on our family members, just so that we can get through to it. But we must stop and just say, you know what? They're doing the best they can. Everybody is trying to do the best they can with what they have. What it needs for me to do is to adjust and manage my expectations and be nicer. Can I just start with me? So right now, before we leave today, I'm going to pray with you. And I'm going to ask you, whatever your need is, wherever you need God to show power in your life, in the name of Jesus, 
beat onto you in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe you need power to stop a foreclosure in the name of Jesus. I ask God to stop that foreclosure in your life. Maybe you're facing a job prospect where you can't be hired in the name of Jesus. Father God, send jobs to somebody who is watching. Maybe you need favor. Maybe you just need someone to touch and agree with you to remind you that you're alive, that you're not lost, you're not alone. In the name of Jesus, send someone to be with them in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe you need someone to talk to you in Jesus' mighty name. Maybe you need someone to just agree with you. Maybe you need someone to go with you to the doctor. Father God, send companionship to someone. Maybe you're at the bereft and you're saying, I'm at the end of my rope. I have all these kids and I don't know what I'm going to do. In Jesus' name, stop the panic. In Jesus' name, it's going to be all right. I decree and declare that something good is going to happen to you and that God is going to show up and he's going to show us his power. He's going to show us how he is connected with us, that he hears our cries, that he hears our panic. And in Jesus' name, instead of running to panic, we're going to run to the power of God. Deuteronomy 3 and 24, everybody. Be blessed, everybody.